Hello, and welcome to Teaching for the Bold. Today, we are bringing you another episode of Warm Fuzzies, where we share your stories that bring joy to your hearts. So let's dive right in. All right, so I'm going to go first, and I have a story from my good friend, Jim, up in Montana. He is one of the best people ever, and here is his story. It's kind of lengthy. If you knew Jim, this would not surprise you. Um, Mm -hmm. So here we go. My personal gut punch becomes transformational experience is as clear today as it was in early September of 1972. We, that is a great intro. <laughs> that was so good. We were not even close to being alive in 1972. Sorry. Sorry, Jim. No. <laughs> um, he is a very good writer. So good job, Jim, on this story. I woke up before sunrise on the very first day of my very first teaching job. When meditation did not provide its usual calm, first of all, again, a totally different human being than you and I are to wake up and meditate before your first day of school. (laughs) Uh, Clearly. Did not happen for me on my first day. Um, (laughs) I skipped breakfast and perused my notes for the proverbial 100th time before that first 8 a.m. class. The summer had been dutifully spent assembling a steel gray cloth covered three ring binder of lecture notes the same kind of binder from which my undergraduate history professors uttered great wisdom only three months before. After all, I was going to be the best U.S. history teacher this New Jersey school had ever known. While my nerves were a mess about becoming the school's best ever, I was confident. Well, I don't remember walking from my apartment to that classroom, I do remember getting there well before school started to make sure the room was just the way I wanted it, a.k.a. the podium was adjusted for my height, He is a very tall man, y'all, very, very tall, and preferred tilt to hold that substantial three-ring binder. Students filtered in. I conveyed a congenial, I'm hip, we're going to have a great time together presence. (laughs) I We all know that, though. (laughs) Don't we? We've all done that. We're like, I'm a school teacher. (laughs) You want your kids to like you so badly, like so badly. And yes, it's the whole And then like three weeks in, you're... It's like three weeks in, you're like, why are you here? (laughs) Suddenly things change and you're like, I don't care anymore. (laughs) Exactly. It's so true. Um, uh, I spent a few minutes learning names and hometowns and had students share responses to what do I hope, what do you hope to learn from this class? Then with the new teacher preliminaries out of the way, we were off to the races. I opened that steel gray cloth covered three ring binder and began sharing the story of America. Within 10 minutes, maybe less, something didn't feel quite right. Some eyes had gone blank, some bodies began to slouch, and no one responded to my carefully crafted questions designed to spark engagement. A couple of students appeared to take notes, although I wasn't certain those notes had anything to do with my presentation. This isn't working for you, is it? Little did I know at that moment that their collective response, no, it isn't, was about to launch me on a 30 plus year journey to discover, develop and apply the art of designing experiential project-based learning environments in which students had considerable autonomy to decide what content interests them while I coach their development as thoughtful researchers, confident public speakers and capable essayists. While I wish I could say the second day of class was a transformational experience for all of us, The reality is that my journey was one of tiny steps, sometimes forward and sometimes back, replete with innumerable lessons, many of them oops moments. What my first ever students taught me that gut-punched morning rang true throughout my career. 
Students enjoy figuring out how they fit into the flow of history and will work conscientiously to wrestle with that history when it has meaning to them and not necessarily when it has meaning to me. Super good point, Jim. The path my wonderful journey of experimentation took over the years is a story for another day. As for that steel gray cloth covered three ring binder containing my version of America's history, what became of that? Great story, Jim. That was just such like an emotional roller coaster. I traveled Wasn't with him. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> like relatable to the van, like every last word, so relatable. Right. Well, and I just think it conveys like it's this. I know I did this when I became a teacher, right? I went in with these expectations of replicating what my educational experience was with no yep. consideration of like who the students before me were. And then you just, mm -hmm. I mean, I got smacked in the face with it the same way Jim got smacked in the face with it. So it's just, we all mm -hmm. have that experience. Yes, I wholeheartedly agree. <laughs> okay, so uh, next we're moving on to a, a familiar name that we've heard before on Warm Fuzzies, but this is none other than my sister, Danny. I don't force her to do these. She's just <laughs> very good at doing them herself. And we love her. For we it. love you for it, Danny. Thank you. <laughs> um, and y'all remember she teaches um, elementary. So she said, <clears throat> primary kiddos love toys and fidgets and are creative about how to get them into the classroom. Today, I had a student try to wear their beanie into the classroom. I knew something was up because they looked like a cone head. <laughs> I asked him to put his hat in his locker. When he removed his hat, a bunch of small cars fell out Aww. while picking them up off the floor. He told me that he forgot he put them in his hat. <laughs> You're like, okay, yeah, <laughs> sure. We just had this very profound essay on like what it is to be a teacher. And then we just had cars and hat. It's and the therein whole lies the difference of Yes, yes. <laughs> elementary and secondary too. It's like totally oh, different so worlds good. we have there <laughs> such different worlds I could totally see I feel like I saw a video recently where like a kid like had shoved like his hot dog like in his pants for like safekeeping for later like like bun and all like was like in his shorts and his mom's like where happened to your hot dog <laughs> like it's the same thing oh kids oh, they make me laugh yeah. <laughs> all right well I, I also do. have a I also have a story from Danny. So she says, our secretary's child is in my class. One day she asked me if I was really clumsy. I was super confused by this question. She explained that her daughter and son play school at home. I played school all the time at home when I was little. She mentioned that she could see her kids' teachers' personalities come out when they play. Her daughter kept fake falling and tripping. <laughs> when she asked her daughter about it, she said her teacher was super clumsy and falls all the time. <laughs> she isn't wrong. She also says, my teacher heart is happy. That's so cute. So is mine, kiddo. That's sweet. <laughs> it's really cute. That makes you wonder, like. It's also funny. Go ahead. Because, like, I know my sister, but, and she's a clumsy person, but. I just, I, that is just so funny. Like I can't, I can just picture a little kid at home trying yes. to get her in her classroom and it's just adorable. <laughs> it's just one of those, it's a, another one of those moments that you don't realize like how much little kids are watching you. 
because like, so my son yeah. will like say the same things that I'll do. He does the same like deep sigh that I do when I'm like stressed. I'll go and you'll hear crew go like, oh my God, stop. But they just are watching everything that you do. And so as a teacher, I can't imagine the things that they would uh, notice yes. about me as a teacher. Oh, Your goodness. Turn. Oh, littles, man. They just scare me so much. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, the next one is from another family member of mine, one of my favorite family members. It is my mother. Her name is Dawn. She teaches elementary here in Kansas City. And she said this, a former student came in during parent-teacher conferences. He gave me a hug and said he missed me. He was probably there with mom for his little brother's conference, and I was so excited to see him and chat. He left, and I kept thinking about the fact that he cared enough to come see me. I am so touched by this, I can't even explain. His happy face and hug was just what I needed to remind me that what I do is important. Mm, that's it's right. the best. It's like the best reward. It really is. When kids come back... And they're like, I miss you or thank mm -hmm. you or whatever. It's like that little tickle mm. in your, in the best part it of is. you. And it's just like, ooh. It <laughs> really is. <laughs> I was just, um, so Sierra Jones that we taught with uh, in Kansas City, uh, she works with me now. And mm -hmm. so she was in town last week for meetings, but she met up with uh, one of our former students, Sky, And so Sierra yeah. FaceTimes yes. me and I'm like getting right, like getting my son's bath ready. And I'm like, why is Sierra FaceTiming me? And I like, you know, say hello. And she's like, <laughs> Hey, I have somebody who wants to say hi to you. And it's Sky. And I like scream. And I'm oh like, my Oh my gosh. God. Like, I'm so happy to see you. And I mean, she's doing great, uh -huh. but yeah, just the fact that she's like, no, I want to like, yeah, let's FaceTime. Miss Deed is like, yes. say hi. It's a really, really sweet yes. thing. Oh, the best. All the good things. So my story, my next story is from Mike in Kansas City. We taught with him at, um, we taught with him. And so uh, he's great at sharing stories too. So here's what he said. It's kind of longer too. Okay. Back in 2005 or so, I was teaching school and I got a phone call from an old student of mine asking me if I wanted to grab some coffee. Now this student back in high school when I taught him was a bit of a troublemaker and got into some less than flattering situations. He graduated high school and ran off to West Point to become a civil engineer and build stuff. Sounds like he did super great for himself. So good job, buddy. Right. That's big time. Um, he had just graduated from West Point and was back in town to see his mom. I was in town playing softball, which is really funny. Mr. Allen, we know you're probably very athletic, but it's just a really good visual to think about you playing softball. <laughs> And was at a weekend long tournament. So 9 a.m. Monday morning, we were going to have coffee. So I grabbed my gear, jumped in my car, and headed downtown. There he was standing there in some crazy looking 70s style suit from like a Salvation Army store. I popped out of the car in my filthy softball gear and asked him what was going on. He looked me right in the eye and said, you are the best man in my wedding. I said, what? He said his bride was upstairs in the courthouse with his mom and sister, and I was to be his best man. I was not given a choice. It was just, you are my best man. We went upstairs, and another of his high school buddies was there. He had to be the maid of honor. <laughs> he had to be the maid of honor. Too bad for him. He was also a past student of mine. Anyway, right there in front of the judge, I watched him and his bride get married with his family watching. 
Such a great teacher moment to know that I made such an impact on this young man that I got the honor of being his best man. They had a much formal, much more formal wedding back east with her family and all the frills, but the marriage license was signed by me and his buddy. We have caught up over the years, generally over a beer and great stories. As far as I know, he is doing well and still married and successful. I was never more humbled to think I could even be remembered by a student, much less asked to do something so important. Over the years, I have done this two other times for students. It always humbles me and reminds me to work hard every day to be worthy of such rewards in my life. I am not a great teacher, but I am working my ass off to be a good teacher someday. We should all be so lucky. What a good story. Alan. <laughs> I know. What? <laughs> He's so good. That's so cool. Like, Isn't I'm just picturing in my mind him telling that story, too, like, just casually yes. like I was the best man right? in his wedding. I've also done it two other times, but you like, know, no big thing. Oh, it's he's no great. big thing, but also like you could tell how much it means to it. I don't know. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. It's so good. <laughs> we love we, Mr. Allen. We do. We're going to have him and one of our other teachers on the podcast soon, his best buddy, yes. uh, Mr. Turner. And you guys will get to hear that they really are the best. But what I always appreciated about, um, Alan and Turner, as we call them, because they were always a pair. Yes. <laughs> is they were they were very much the teachers who like, I don't have it all figured out. Like I'm still figuring out and I've done yes. it for a while. And like they gave no pretenses that they were the perfect yep. teacher. They were just really good peers and colleagues to have around to keep you grounded and like mm -hmm. realistic about how things well, were gonna go. And that like power of positivity thing is just like radiates from them yeah. so they will yeah. definitely be coming to the podcast they sure we will <laughs> we do they they embody the the boldness that we want everybody to, to share yes they do mm -hmm. all right so um i'm gonna wrap it up today with a one of my warm fuzzies and it's short and sweet but tis the season for college graduations and graduations in general right and so my warm fuzzy to share this time is the, I, that I've had several students reach out and be like, hey, I'm about to graduate college, which number one makes me feel old. And I know I'm not that old, but you have students who are like graduating from college and like entering careers and like, and then you just think about, you just remember them in high school and you're like, you're going to be like an adult adult. <laughs> like, are you like the maturity level? A little level. scary. It's so scary. <laughs> but at the same time, like, couldn't be more proud of them. But the fact that, you know, they reached, they've reached back out and been like, Hey, I want to invite you to my graduation. If you can make it great. If you can't, no big deal, but you meant a lot to me as a teacher. And I want you to be there. If you can be like, that's again, like kind of to a lot, several of the stories that we talked about today, it's just, it's a sign that you're doing something right. And especially when you think you did a lot of things wrong, it's just an indicator that, you made a difference in some students' lives and they still think about you. And that's a pretty good warm fuzzy for me on, on days when I question whether I ever should have been a teacher in the first place. So, yeah. And teaching is a pretty like thankless job. So like literally that's the, what we do it for. That's yeah. it. That's like the gold medal right there. So that's right. Exactly. Exactly. So that's right, my warm fuzzy. We are going to wrap it up then. We loved your warm fuzzy, Lydia. It was Thank the you. warmest and fuzziest. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
You're welcome. So (laughs) thank you to everyone who shared stories for today's episode. If you have a story to share, you can write in or send a video to hello at theboldteacher.com or share on our social media pages. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe and follow us on social media. As always, be bold. And remember, you are more than a teacher. Oh, 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 oh,